Siddur Snippets is sponsored by Renee Jack Nuss family, Ilo Nishmas Adol Bas Yehuda Tzvi. We continue with Az Yashir and we're up to the Pasuk. Markavos Paro Vechilo Yara Vayam. Paro's chariots and his army were Yara. They were cast into the sea. Umivchar Shalishav Tubu Biam Suf. And the pick of his officers, the excellent, the, the greatest, were also drowned in the Sea of Reeds. What is the difference between the Markavos Paro, the Paro's chariots, and the Mivchar, the choicest, the best of Shalishav, of his of his officers. Why is Paro described as Yaravayam, cast into the sea? And these officers are described as Tubu Biamsuf, they drown. So the Mabam explains that Markavos Paro were the first, and then the Shalishav, and then the officers followed. So Paro led the way, his chariots were first, they were in the middle of the sea, they were in the deepest part of the water, but the officers had just entered, they had entered second, so they were on the edge, Svasayam, stuck in the mud, and that's why Paro is described as Yaravayam, because somebody who shoots down, they shoot down at someone, so Paro, who's sunk in the deepest part of the sea, he's cast down, but the officers, the Mevchar Shalishav, they're Tububi Yamsuf, they drowned, because they're not yet at the deepest part, they are on the Svasayam, they're on the edge. So a very interesting uh, quote from a concordance, concordance who suggests that maybe the word yara doesn't just mean cast, doesn't just mean thrown down, thrown about, but the root of the word yara is the same root of the word of Torah. The Yud Reish He has two different meanings. On the one end, it means to throw or to cast or to shoot. But on the other end, it could also mean to instruct. Torah is an instruction manual for life. Perhaps there's a relationship between the two. This concordance suggests that a teacher casts the stone of wisdom toward his student. We take knowledge, we take wisdom, we take inspiration, and it is shot at the student with the hope that it penetrates, with the hope that they hear, the hope they accept. That is what this word yara means, and maybe what has in common. Shalishav, who are these mifchar shalishav? The choices, the best of Paro's officers. Who are they? And why does Azyashi, why does Moshe think to distinguish them by referencing their demise in the Yamsuf. The word shalish appears 17 times in Tanakh in different forms. The Ibn Ezra says the word shalishav comes from the word mishneh, which in Tanakh sometimes means the second best, the second in rank. So mishneh means second, shalish, shalishav would mean the third. So these were officers of Paro, not the primary or secondary, but the tertiary, the shalish, the third in rank officers. The Abar Benel is a different suggestion. Shalish means an officer, but an officer in charge of 30 men. And that's why shalish is described the one in charge of 30. The Greek translation of the Torah translates soldiers fighting from, cha- from chariots. That word shalish can mean fighting men people who are fighting, and people who are fighting specifically from chariots, just like Markovos Paro. Paro is fighting from a chariot, so too perhaps these soldiers are fighting from the same way. The last uh, interpretation, which is really the one we began with, because we translated this Pasuk, Mivchar means the best. Mivchar Shalishav means the best of the best of his officers. How do we know that? Because we see that word used. Hashem tells Avram to take an Egla Meshuleshes, an Ez Meshuleshes, an Ayel Meshulash. And every time he refers to these animals with the description of Meshuleshes or Meshulash, what does it mean? Three years old, the third chronologically that's born, three of each of the type. So Rabbi Ari Kaplan is living Torah and others suggest that the word means prime, the highest quality, the best. So Mivchar means the best of Shalishav, the best of the best of his officers. Why would Moshe sing about this? Because Markavos Paro and the Mivchar Shalishav, these are the strongest and the most strategic, the best equipped. These are the ones who should have put up the greatest fight 
And yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Almighty had no problem throwing them around and casting them in the sea. But lastly, I had a thought that occurred to me, and then I saw that the Rebbe Zatzal says this in Likutei Sichos, in uh, Ches, in Sefer Vayikra, suggests the following. Tub'u biyamsuf, they drowned in the sea. That word tub'u, to drown, to be sunk, sounds a lot like the word teva. It has the same root, tes beis ayin, tubu to drown, and teva, which means nature. What is the connection? The answer is that nature conceals godliness. Chasidus, the Rebbe quotes, explains that the Hebrew word for nature, teva, relates to the Hebrew word tubu, means to sink, to be drowned. Just as an entity submerged in water, you can't see it, so too the natural order covers up Hashem's light, which maintains it. In other words, a person can drown when they subscribe to nature, to teva. Really, at least according to the Ramban, it's a debate, Ramban, Rambam, but there is no such thing as nature. Everything is from Hashem. Kadosh Baruch Hu pulls all the strings, He controls, He's in charge of all. So the person who subscribes to nature and divorces it from the guiding providential hand of Hashem is drowning in nature. Tubu biyamsuf. You can drown not only in a sea, but you can drown in you can drown in the mistake of not seeing Hashem in your life. You can drown in concealing, sink the world in a way in which Hashem is being concealed by the natural order. That would be a terrible mistake and a way of concealing ourselves.